1: The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live.
2: God is love, but God hates sin. As much as He loves us, as much as He has done for us, those whom He loves, He rebukes and disciplines. God loves you with an everlasting love, but He will not fellowship if there's sin. Sin must be confessed and repented of. I want to preach to you the truth of God's love, but I also want to be very firm, very factual, very scriptural. scriptural. God cannot do anything. The angel that He has given you cannot do anything if you do not serve Him and love Him and obey Him fully.
1: Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But I want you now to take
2: your Bible, hold it in your hand, put it near to your heart. It's the Word of God. Take your Bible or pull out from the uh, pew rack and pray this prayer after me. Father God, I thank you for your Holy Word. It's spiritual food for my soul. Holy Spirit, anoint the pastor to preach the word today. And anoint me to hear and receive the word today. Anoint me to hear and receive the word today. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. You're going to see some of the scriptures on the screen. I'm not going to ask you to read all of these scriptures. I'll read all of them or part of the verse, but um, only when we get to the end will I ask you to look up and and read one of the the verses of scripture. But this message comes from a meditation that I had after I preached last Sunday. A number of my sermons come from my own spiritual meditation. But I was thinking about the sermon. <clears throat> I, 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 after I preached the sermon, then I go home and I think about it. And uh, <clears throat> I think about it also before I preach it. But uh, <clears throat> I, I was meditating and I was thinking about the blind man that Jesus healed. Remember how he made mud and of the saliva and then anointed the blind man's eyes. How the disciples asked, who sinned, this man or his parents? Remember that sermon? Yes. Oh, I'm glad you do. <clears throat> That's wonderful that you remember one of my sermons. <laughs> but I, I, again, I begin to reflect upon this man that was born blind. He was a nobody in the community. No one really cared much for him. I mean, he was born blind. He was a beggar. The Scripture clearly says he was a beggar. He, he made no contribution he couldn't work he he was blind so he begged he was just uh, another mouth to feed the society thought And uh, the disciples thought that maybe he was just a person that they could talk about and philosophize about who sinned, this man or his parents. They could talk about uh, innate sin and uh, Greek philosophy and Greek poetry and mix it all in with scripture. The disciples were coming from their culture and the time in which they lived. They were doing the best they could. They, They hadn't learned the word yet. They really didn't even have the New Testament yet but they, they thought it was something that they could talk about in the abstract and answer the abstract. The Pharisees thought that this blind man was a person they could use to trap Jesus, and they tried to trap him by presenting this blind man to him and, and watching Jesus heal and, and uh, Jesus' claimed to be the Son of God and how the anger rose up within the Pharisees as Jesus did this. <clears throat> but all of these people had a different concept a different idea but Jesus looked at this person a blind beggar a nobody in society as somebody worth healing that Jesus thought he was valuable this amazed me. I, I couldn't get away from it. Even after I preached it, many times I feel after I delivered my soul, you know, I'm ready now to do, start a new message and get ready for the next Sunday. But this one I couldn't get away from because Jesus cared so much for a nobody. A nobody. Jesus valued him. You know, God values you and me and everybody. Uh, This concept of God valuing us literally staggered the imagination of the psalmist. The psalmist said this in Psalm chapter 8, What is man that you are mindful of him? God was asking that question. Who are we, Lord, that you care so much about us? The psalmist knew that God cared, and God wants you and me to know that he truly cares for us. We have only to look at this communion table, this altar here, and know how much he cares for us. How, how come, Lord, you are so mindful, you remember us, we're constantly on your mind, we're absorbing your thoughts And then Job, Job, the book of Job is thought to be the very first book of the Bible that was ever written. And Job asked this question. What is man that you make so much of him that you give so much attention to him? Wow, think about it. That God has you and me on his mind. That God is looking at us. That God is giving his attention to us. Now God could give his attention to any of the stars or the planets that he has created. And I'm sure that he does. But man, we are the apex of earth's creation. He created us a little lower than the heavenly beings. Meaning that God created us a little lower than divinity. That yet Your body is not divine, yet your body will be preserved forever. Your soul is eternal. You are eternal as God is. God will live forever, and so will you, because God put an eternal soul within you. Now, God is looking at you. God is concerned about you. God knows your plight in life. You're on His mind. You're in His heart. He cares for you. He really does. I want you to turn to your neighbor and look at your neighbor seriously and say, God cares for you. Will you do that? Now, he, when I begin to think about it, this, this sermon comes out of a meditation. I was just thinking, and I thought, God, you valued me all my life long as you do all people. God, <clears throat> you were there when I was conceived in my mother's womb. When you were conceived, can you imagine that? That God saw your unformed parts and he knit you together. This is what the scripture says. For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. Before you ever took your first breath, when you were still in your mother's body, God was looking at you. God was observing you. God had a purpose and plan for you. When you were just a substance and your body started coming together and being formed, God was there looking, observing with a great plan. The scripture says in Psalm 17, From birth I have relied on you. You brought me forth from my mother's womb. God was there when you took your first breath. He heard the first sounds that came from your lips. He was there. And not only was he there when you were born... He didn't now leave you, but He began to watch over you from that very moment. From that very moment, the Scripture clearly tells us that God put forth an angel. He gave you an angel. Listen, every one of you has an angel. Every person. That's what the Bible says. Every person has an angel. He says in Psalm 91, "...for He will command His angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways." He commands his angels, look out for that lady. Look out for that little boy. Look out for that little girl. God commanded. God didn't just say, hey, I I want you to do this. I, I wish you would do it. God put a command, a mandate. They're mine. They're on my heart. You take care of them. God put forth an angel. The scripture says in Matthew 18, 10, the very words of Jesus. See that you do not look down on one of these little ones, for I tell you that their angels in heaven always sees the face of my Father in heaven. The angel of God that is with you, that is your angel, is looking at God, in, looking in the face of God, waiting for God to tell the angel what to do for you. You have an angel with you today. You're not alone. Jesus' power and presence is with you. The Holy Spirit is within you, and an angel has charge over you. Friend, you're going to be okay. Hallelujah. You're all right. God's taking care of you. He has an angel. Now, I've talked to people, and you have too, and maybe you are one of those persons who can give a testimony of how God was there with you at the time of a near accident, and he saved you. Just the other day, Corinne and I were on our way home. We were only about a block from our home, and I was in my right-hand lane, and I was turning the, the, the car and, uh, to, to make the turn. And here comes a young girl, came completely over in my lane, headed right on. It, it, she was so close to me, I didn't even have time to pray. I didn't have time to pray. I, I, and she turned and left. I, I believe an angel pushed that car over. I really do. I really do. I've, I've heard these stories, I've experienced these things, no doubt you have too, but I want you to know this, that you have an angel, and the reason perhaps that you haven't experienced the benefit of that angel, you haven't recognized that angel. Friend, if you don't recognize me, if I come up to you on the street and you don't recognize me and you turn and look the other way, I more than likely won't even have an opportunity to speak to you or shake your hand. So give the angel of God an opportunity to do something good and beautiful for you by recognizing, and this is the reason I believe God told me to preach this, to preach my meditation to you, is that you will begin to recognize how valuable you are and how
1: much God values you. Mr. Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message, following an invitation for you to learn more about the Largo Community Church by visiting our website, largocc.org. There, you'll find links to all the ministries the church has to offer, including Sunday school, men's and women's fellowships, small groups, youth ministries, and many more. There's also a link for you to join our live worship services every Sunday morning at 9 and 11 o'clock. And a donation tab where you can partner with us in reaching the metropolitan area with the Healing Word Ministry. We invite you to visit LargoCC.org and get involved in our dynamic and growing ministry, the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. Now, let's return to the conclusion of today's message.
2: Angels with us, even in times of of, uh, severe temptation... There are people we would have sinned, but for the angel of God that was there to bless us, to keep his hand upon us. I think of this military man who was away from his wife and children for for a long time overseas, and uh, there was a particular lady that came on pretty strong to him, and he said that... Uh, he began to have these sensations in him, his thoughts about this woman. He hadn't been with his wife for maybe a couple of years. And um, and, and here was this woman, and here this is, is a young man. And he was a Christian. He was a believer. He loved God. God was in his heart. He had his New Testament. And uh, here was this person coming on strong, really strong. The temptation was strong. And he said, just out of nowhere, he said, he reached in his wallet And he pulled out a picture of his wife and his two children, and he handed it to that woman. And when she looked at it, she turned and walked away. I mean, an angel was there. Hallelujah. Friends, we sometimes do not even realize what God saves us from how God protects us. But we have protection. We have protection from evil. We have protection from temptation. We have protection from physical calamity because God is with us and God has blessed us. We have heard of these tornadoes out here in the Midwest. They've been just so devastating. Houses have been taken down. And it's just a heart-rending sight to see it on television and see pictures. One Christian family... One evening. No, no, one morning. No, it was in the hours of the morning. I got it wrong. It was in the hours of the morning. A tornado was coming, and uh, the the son, 12-year-old son, his name is Chase, walked into his parents' room and woke them up, and he, he said, Mommy, Daddy, get up. Get up now. Hurry up. Get up. And uh, the mother woke up, and she said she heard this awful roar, and she looked out the window, and it was just getting daylight. She said she couldn't even see the banister of the, that goes around the porch because it was just so dark and gray and black, and this horrible roar. And she knew immediately. And she said that that roar, and it was coming closer to them. And so she woke up her husband named Danny. She said, let's get down in the basement quick and grab the children, the three children. And they went down into the basement and that thing hit the house. And she said, as they were going down in the basement, she said, the walls in the kitchen and the uh, started buckling out like this and, and moving like that. And she said, all of a sudden the house just exploded. She says, glass shattered everywhere. And she said, uh, it was a couple of days later. She said to her son, Chase, she said, honey, you don't wake up that early in the morning. Why, why did you wake up and come into the room? And Chase said, Mother, said you, you, you may not believe this. He said, but, uh, but somebody came in my room, and I, I wasn't afraid. said, somebody took their hand and moved it down across the back of my head and said, Chase, wake up and tell your parents to go down in the basement. <sighs> <clears throat> Hallelujah. God takes care of his people. And he wants you to know that you have an angel, that you have the presence of Jesus, and that the Holy Spirit indwells you. You can live better and higher and more victorious by recognizing and relying on the power of God. Isn't God wonderful? Isn't he wonderful to take care of us? Then I thought how not only at birth... When I, came, when I was knit in my mother's womb, when I came from my mother's womb, how he put an angel on the scene for you and me. When, as soon as we took our first breath, that angel came there and was with us and has been with us. And then he's provided for us all our life long. God has provided for us. In Matthew 6, 25, Jesus said that we're not to worry about the clothes we wear, the house we live in, the water we drink, our shelter. He tells us to look at the birds and see how he takes care of the birds. Look at the lilies of the field. He said, I take care of them. And he said, Are you not much more better? Much more. I love you. You are made in my image. I care for you. I love you. If I take care of the lilies of the fields and the birds of the air. And he said, uh, Those little sparrows. He said, How much does a sparrow cost? Two pennies? How many sparrows can I buy? Buy four. And then when I buy four, they throw in the fifth one to boot. And he said, They're, they're not. And he said, yet, valuable at all. And he said, yet, I know when the sparrow goes down. If I look out for the sparrows, and then it goes on to say, the very hairs of your head are numbered. Yeah. I said, looking at Al Doby, I mean, he... he <laughs> but, uh, and, a, and a few others, you know, they don't have to calculate as much as they used to. <clears throat> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know... Um, I was reading in in Barclay's uh, Daily Bible study, and it said that the, um, let me see, maybe maybe, uh, I'm sure I've got this right, that that people with dark hair have 145,000 hairs on their head. Blondes have 120,000 hairs on their head, and redheads only have 90,000 on their head. Now, I wonder who counted all those hairs, (laughs) all those heads, (laughs) But Jesus said the very hairs of your head are numbered. So how much attention can God give to a person? That's utmost attention and he's provided for us all our life long. And then I thought he hears my prayers. He was with me when I was made in my mother's womb. He was with me when I came out of my mother's womb. He gave an angel to be with me. He's provided for me all my life long. And then he hears my prayers and tells me to come boldly to the throne of grace where I might obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. I mean, why does God care so much for us and give us so many high and holy privileges? But he does, doesn't he? He does. And then he said he's going to heaven to prepare a place for us. Not only in this, I mean, from from conception all the way through to the time when I go to heaven, Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place. And he said, and I'm going to come back and get you. He really cares that much for you and me, that he's not going to leave us alone. He's going to come back and find us and take take us to himself. Now, the question is, why does God care so much? I mean, conception, birth, an angel, provision, Prayer, a place in heaven, coming again. I mean, friends, why? You know, that, that, that's the question. That old blind man, beggar, and I started thinking about it. And I, as I thought about it, as I meditated upon it, I began to give thanks to the Lord. And I was even asking the question that Job asked so long ago. What is man that you make so much of him, that you give so much attention to him? Why does God do that? But he does. He started my heart. He put oxygen in my lungs. He does this for us. The scripture is so true when it tells us of his love and how much he cares. He values us. He's put a price upon us and the price that he has put upon us to buy us, to bring us into his kingdom. Your Friends, you weren't a bargain baseman deal (laughs) he didn't buy you on ebay (laughs) no you weren't cheap no he didn't buy you with dollars and cents with silver and with gold but with the precious blood of his only begotten son i mean the blood of jesus was the currency of heaven that god paid to redeem us and to bring us into his kingdom When I think of all that God has done and the value that he places upon us, what he did to redeem us and to bring us back into the kingdom, I think of Gethsemane. Jesus was mocked. He he was lashed. He was beaten. He was spit upon. He was almighty God, and he took all of that abuse from me. And then he went to Calvary. His body was broken. His blood was shed. God says, I'm bringing you back. I care that much for you. I love you with an everlasting, eternal love. How God cares for us. I want you to read the scripture with me. Now, this is the one I want you to look at the screen and read in unison. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. Together in unison. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver and gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life, handed down to you from your forefathers but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without or defect. The scripture says that he who spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. Jesus, how great is our Savior, and how great is his love for us. Now, I'm going to close, but I'm going to say this, and I want you to know this. God is love, but God hates sin. As much as he loves us, as much as He has done for us. Those whom He loves, He rebukes and disciplines. God loves you with an everlasting love. But He will not fellowship if there's sin. Sin must be confessed and repented of. I want to preach to you the truth of God's love. But I also want to be very firm and very factual and very scripture, scriptural. God cannot do anything The angel that he has given you cannot do anything if you do not serve him and love him and obey him fully. You will block the intervention of God in your life if you sin and do not confess and repent of that sin. So you're loved with an everlasting love. God cares for you. If there's anything blocking your relationship with the Lord, today is the day to bring it out to him and make it right. Let's pray. Let's bow before him and pray. Thank you, Father God, for your great love and mercy to us. Thank you for giving your son and his precious blood to redeem us and to buy us back and to bring us into the kingdom of God. We give you praise. We give you thanks. We remember with thanksgiving if we have failed you and sinned against you, forgive us, we pray. Cleanse us. Thank you, Lord, for remembering our humanity and how weak we are. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy and grace. Thank you for your forgiveness and love. We give you praise in our Savior's dear name, the name of Jesus.
1: Amen. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris.
2: Thanks, Eric. Thank you, friend, for listening to the message. God values you, and surely he does. Now, I want to tell you about tomorrow's message. It's entitled, How God Answers Prayer. We're going to go to Psalm chapter 40. He, God, turned to me and heard my cry. How God Answers Prayer. Certainly be listening tomorrow and learn how to pray and how to believe and how to receive answers. I'll be with you tomorrow. You'll be with me.
1: God's blessings. Be sure to tune in to WAVA tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.